I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Monday. College football. You know all about it. Here's the question. How much is bet on it? You're going to be surprised. 70%, almost 70%, as much as the NFL. That's almost a billion dollars in Nevada alone. That's the consequences. Another consequence, title odds, college football, the favorites, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama. These are the teams with the most to lose. Finally, NBA title odds, the favorites, Lakers and Bucks in the bubble are 3-8 and eight against the spread. But still no downgrade when it comes to title odds. Here comes an hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. Oh, what a day. What action. I'm RJ. You heard it live in Las Vegas, live on a Monday, live on Fox Sports Radio, 225 stations across this great, great nation. We have Steve Fezzik in studio. He's not as concerned about all this because you're an NFL specialist. Oh, I'm concerned. Anything that might cost me money, I'm very concerned. Yeah, well, but it's you're not. That's just a lie. You're so much less concerned about this than you would be if it was NFL. Oh, no, no question. So how can you be very concerned and then there would be a clear other alternative that you'd be more concerned? Would that be very, very concerned? <laughs> I just hate to lose any profit center. I know you want to lose. Anytime you lose a dollar, you're upset. <laughs> we got that part. Now, he's used to losing. He's a Joe, though. That's part of the game in L.A. Jonas not. <laughs> Always good to be here, RJ, and you're absolutely correct on that, by the way. Uh, and on a day <laughs> here, on a Monday in which we've got the NBA playoff picture starting to clear up, we are getting more and more storylines out of NFL training camp. What is the Vegas lead here on this Monday? Well, I don't think we have a choice. We're going to talk college football, and here's what we're going to do. We're not going to play the, well, the latest report says this. I think that right now, all that's going to shake out very quickly. It seems like a big underdog that there will be a college football season. So I think we proceed under the hypothetical, though likely discussion, that the NCAA or the individual conferences effectively are going to not have a season, or at least not have a season in the fall. And what does that mean? Who's to blame? Is it right? Is it wrong? Now, what we're going to do a little different here is this. And, you know, this is pulling back the curtain. You can't really have a show that's super produced and have a real conversation. You know why? Because you never know what someone's going to say. Jonas might say something wacky, I think. And all (laughs) of a sudden, we got to spend 10 minutes correcting Jonas or... Jonas might be correct in Fez. I mean, I'm probably not going to get correct, but you know what I'm saying. We don't, would we not do that? Because we say, oh, no, no. It's six minutes in, we want to do... 
So we're going to have a conversation. Oftentimes, the news isn't breaking so close to the show. And Fez might have his three points, and we know those three. Now, he might recalculate in the middle, and who knows what. <laughs> but the reality is, this is going to be a real conversation. And I've got some stuff to say that I don't think I've heard. So this should be good. Yeah, and uh, this all got started on Saturday. Now, keep in mind, Friday, the SEC announced their schedule. There was a show. It was a big production. Two more SEC games added on to each team's schedule for the upcoming season. Then the MAC conference opened up Saturday, announcing they were canceling football in the fall. And then the reports started to come out of which conference was going to be the next to decide they were not going to be a part of it of the Power Five. The latest that we've got is that the Big Ten is supposed to have a formal meeting and announcement at some point, most likely tonight. The expectation from many is that the Pac-12 will follow, but you've got the SEC who who wants to still move forward. You've got Big Ten coaches who have talked about maybe leaving the Big Ten because they want to play football this fall. So it's complete chaos here when it comes to college football on this Monday. Why is this happening is the first question, because right now I would make the following case. The NBA has exceeded expectations and how they're executing within the bubble. Does anyone disagree with that? No. All right. Number two, though we understand you can't have a college football bubble, you could make the case that baseball also is evidence that is positive to playing. Now, why? Oh, RJ, there's been more. Because in a way, baseball has faced maybe more positive cases than you might expect, and they're just... They're, they're making their way through it. Like, if everything, as it seems to have gone almost perfectly for the NBA, that, what does that tell us? Is when it goes perfectly, it's fine. The planning was great. Give them credit. But baseball, in a weird way, them not planning as well, maybe, you can make the case, is more proof that this is doable because even when they mess up a little bit, it was still doable. Does that make sense? It does. You know, the Marlins, just a week ago, we were talking about, well, maybe we should just have 29 MLB teams playing. Well, now the Marlins are back playing doubleheaders and doing very well. They're in first place. Who was talking about 29? (laughs) Was this a conversation you were having with yourself? It was thrown out there that because the Marlins weren't projected to be a contender anyways, it would be okay if it was just a 29-team league. You know, Jonas, I think Fezzik has some radio network that no one else receives <laughs> where there's these conversations Go, Have you heard that conversation? Uh, I have not. Uh, but yeah. they, and, you know. and you consume media nonstop. <laughs> what? This must be a private, like, Reno station. I, I, this is fascinating. Okay, that's Steve Fezzik. I'm R.J. Bell. Okay. So why would the lead-up with the NBA, the lead-up with baseball, lead to a cancellation of the season when, if anything, you could make the case when it goes perfectly, it's great, and when it goes poorly, it's still doable? I would make the following case. Who is making the decisions? These are college presidents. Okay. They're not the ADs. They're above the ADs. They're not the head coaches. They're above the head coaches. So let's say head coach, AD, college president, and then based on the school, you have a board, a board of regents you often hear, but it's a group of people that literally only have maybe a meeting, what, once a quarter, and they make the big decisions. They don't even get involved, the regents, maybe at Ohio State they do, is 
will they fire this coach or not? You know, it's they don't think about that. They think, do we give a billion or 0.9 billion to the athletic program? That's the decisions they make. So ultimately, the fear here is the president's making the decision that they're going to get fired. That's that's it. These presidents are made. It's not a hundred thousand. It's not two hundred. It's big money. Now, what is the upside for a president if they play and it goes well? Ah, hey, that's what we're supposed to do. Play football, baby. Not much upside. Financially, no upside for him or her. Okay. What's the downside if they play and it goes poorly? He's fired. He or she is fired. Now, what happens if they decide, okay, let's not play? What's the upside? Eh, there's none. What's the downside? There's none. So in the four quadrants, play or not play, if it goes well or doesn't go well. Think of it as a little bingo card, four squares. Each one matches up. The one that has a real positive or negative number, a real substantial difference, is if they play and it goes poorly, it's a big negative. That guy gets fired. So why do it? If I tell Fez, I mean, it's the opposite of a free roll. If I tell Fez, hey, Fez, there's four options here. One of them, you lose a bunch of money. The other three, it's all about even. You're going to do whatever to avoid the, whatever one, it takes. the possibility of that one. Not right? even going to make it a possibility. You're going to make it impossible to happen. We are straight out of Vegas. Who is a college president? They don't. It's not like, okay, they started out in business and they had a hedge fund and now they're the college president. These are lifetime administrators. Maybe they started in academia on the professor side, but typically from day one, they're more administrators. We know the types at the low level, the guy with all the keys at the high school, right? You always say, oh, it'd be nice to have all those keys when you're a kid. Same thing. They're bureaucrats. That's a pejorative word. That's a negative word, but I think maybe for good reason in many cases. You're not going to get risk takers. You're going to get political animals who are able to navigate a lot of infighting, backbiting, and somehow, in a Darwinian sense, they've risen to the top. They've survived to become the president of that university. They don't survive taking bad risks. And they don't survive taking any risks, typically, because it's usually protect the downside with these types. So, to me, you add that in with one more key point. Even amongst all of these political animals who are risk adverse as college presidents, imagine if there's one conference, let's say the Pac-12, and I'm not going to point out any given school, but there's a lot of highfalutin schools in the Pac-12 that U.S. News and World Report's going to have them number nine or something. Okay. It takes one president or maybe two at one conference, so one school, two schools at one conference, that say, you know something, did you read this about the heart condition, blah, blah, blah. It may be legitimate or not, but they think it is. And they say, I'm worried. Now, the other presidents are hearing that in that conference, and they think, uh-oh, low-risk Fred, he's worried. Now, I'm not, but if it goes bad and he's on record saying we shouldn't play, he's going to look great. We're exposed now. This, the old saying is you don't get fired buying IBM. Anytime you go against 
the grain. Fez, you used to be a vice president in actuarial whatever science. At a co- how many people work for that company? Thousands. Thousands. You were one. You were saying recently there was a building with multiple thousands of people, and you were like one of the top twenty-three people at a given point. Yes. No, vice I... presidents, presidents, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so you understand bureaucratic, you know, bureaucratic risk. Usually, if you do what everyone else has done and it goes bad, hey, what could I have done? You do something different. If it goes well, hey, good job. If it goes badly. You're to blame. It's a great point. And the presidents of these universities didn't exactly get there, as you mentioned, by being avid risk takers. And they aren't inclined. The people inclined to take risks won't go to that career path. Look at you. you could you imagine Steve Fezzik, president of a university? <laughs> you, you would hope they would have a guy like you weighing risk and reward. They're just double, tripling, valuing the risk. Exactly. Trying to diminish it. So now, once there is that one or two voices saying, maybe we shouldn't play, what happens? All of a sudden, the other presidents get conservative. Hey, I would have done this, but I don't want to be out on, I don't want to be out on this side of an equation. If it's everyone's on one side, we'll take the risk together. But if there's two or three guys on one side saying no, the guys that would lean yes, all of a sudden are leaning no. Then what happens? One conference, Pac-12, likely saying, nah, I don't know. Now the Big Ten is thinking, you know, if everyone else was behind this, we'd be behind it. But now the Pac-12 is wavering. We need to waver. And that's the domino effect. So to me, I'm, I bet if you, even if you pulled all the presidents of these Division I schools, I'd make the case that maybe a third of them are negative on it, but it's the way the dominoes fall that though even a third being negative increases the risk for those that are leaning positive to play, and thus we are where we are. It's a great point. So if you just blindly had everyone vote, and they could vote unanimously. And, and if it was something where the, the, it would be uh, not public, who voted on what? Exactly. We'd probably get 70% saying, I, let's play. Because I, I would make the case, Jonas, yesterday, or let's say, I'm sorry, Thursday, Wednesday, there was no sense of this. Connecticut did what they did, which you might say, well, what's that got to do? Now, there's another, hey, we're going to be risk-averse that an Ohio State or a cow is going to say, see, see, what happens if things go wrong? Connecticut's going to look smart. They're all afraid of that. I would make the case there wasn't really a movement in this direction until the dominoes started falling. No, it seemed like every day or every other day last week, a conference released their schedule and had a big buildup in production. It went to social media. They had videos. They had shows built around them. So, yeah, this came out of nowhere in about a 48-hour span. So let's do this. I think we've established the kind of political animal that's making this decision. And quite frankly, for them, from their perspective, it's a smart decision. They're going to have their job next year no matter what. Isn't that their ultimate goal? That's why you have to always make sure compensation aligns people's interests. Whatever you want them to do, the compensation has to back them up or has to be aligned with that. An example of that was the financial crisis in 2000. And eight, the traders made a ton of money when they were right. They didn't lose anything when they were wrong. Hmm, what do you do? You take a lot of risk, right? It's always about the way the system and compensation is set up. And with college presidents, it's set up to be risk adverse. That's what we're seeing. When we come back, we'll break down. Is there a valid point to the don't play? I think there are. And what's the strongest points to play? 
That's coming up next. He's R.J. Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. The hits literally keep on coming from one MMA event to the next. They grow in excitement and anticipation. UFC 252 is no different with two of the sport's most respected fighters stepping into the octagon this weekend. There is no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new users a free shot at $1 million in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. You just pick six fighters, you stay under the salary cap, and you pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a free shot at $1 million in total prizes. But if MMA isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy contests for all of the sports that have returned to action. Plus, new this year, DraftKings just launched Best Ball Contest for football. If you aren't familiar with with Best Ball, simply head to the app now and check it out. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code RJ to get a free shot at $1 million in total prizes for this weekend's UFC 252 contest. That's promo code RJ to get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Right out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We are Straight Out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will continue to take a look at the very latest in the world of college football. Yeah, and first, Jonas, I think we'll jump in impromptu and do a preview on Milwaukee Toronto going at the bottom of the hour, then back into the college football, the pros and cons of this seeming decision. Great day to join us. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. We thank you so much for the support. And you've got our personal promise. I got the buy-in from the team. Best football season yet. A number of surprise announcements coming up. It should be exciting. You can listen on 225 of those Fox Sports Radio stations across this great country, coast to coast, as some would say, here in Las Vegas, 104 degrees on the strip, neon is pumping. So, RJ, as you mentioned, it tip-off from the bubble in Orlando is about 10 minutes away on ESPN. It is the Raptors and the Bucks right now. Milwaukee on pregame.com is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. And, Fez, I particularly wanted to talk about this game because – these are now clinched, the number one and two seeds in the East. And I know you're a big Celtics guy, so I, it was important to me that we really stress Toronto defending champions locked into the number two seed. What's your yeah. thoughts on the game? Yes, motivation. Milwaukee has it. Toronto doesn't. Now, no Giannis from Milwaukee. So, obviously, that's a major concern. Guy but Van Vliet... Van Vliet and Ibaka will be out for Toronto. Lowry's a game-time decision. Motivation's all in Milwaukee's favor here. Toronto, you mentioned it, just clinched the number two seed. They played last night. This is a back-to-back for Toronto. And so they, it's the one back-to-back in their eight games. Exactly right. And so because of that, I would be surprised if Toronto put forth a good effort here despite playing number one Milwaukee. And we saw with Milwaukee, you saw, you made money off of me when they played Boston First game in the bubble, Milwaukee wanted to send a message to 
one of the two other good teams in the East, Boston. And I think Milwaukee wants to send a message to Toronto tonight. I'm going to lean to Milwaukee. So why is Giannis not playing? Because Milwaukee has a back-to-back, and they have to play Washington tomorrow. So why would he play against Washington but not against the number 2 team if they're trying to make a statement? Yeah, I don't know. So you're saying it's illogical what you're saying. This feels a lot like the Lakers against the Rockets. They figure, Lakers, we're the champs, meaning we're the team to beat in the West. We're certainly a team to beat over Houston. So why give Houston any chance to gain on us? If we don't play LeBron, no matter what Houston Mm -hmm. does, it's a compromised law. Oh, you know, LeBron didn't play. Come on. If somehow the Lakers win, which they didn't, if they had won, it would have been, oh, my gosh, we can beat you without LeBron. Now, isn't that what Milwaukee's doing here? Saying, hey, if we beat Toronto without Giannis, you could make the case. Got a nice anti-toko umpo. <laughs> that it's like, wow, that's going to be so demoralizing. But if Toronto wins, whatever. Giannis wasn't there. Doesn't seem I, like there's real motivation I here. I agree with that, but I think so. Uh-oh. I'm betting against you. You had your little opinion, and now you got to bet it. What do we bet on? We bet only 100 here, right? 300 on the pod. So automatic 100 bet. Because, Jonas, it doesn't apply to you, but you give an opinion here, you better be ready to bet it. (laughs) I mean, that's different than the other shows. Let's be candid here for a second. Now, five and a half is the line, so I'm taking Toronto plus five and a half. And by the way, let's think about the other – and this is no vig, guys. So would I play this minus 110? Ugh, maybe. Maybe. But it's a smidge bet. Against Fez, it's, all, it's not a free roll exactly, but almost. No vig. So 100 to win 100. Here's my thought, Jonas. You can give us yours. Toronto, at every turn this year, has surprised with their effort. Now, Fez's dream is usually a nap, or his <laughs> dream is the dream, like to be asleep, or to be like, you know, maybe almost asleep, like staring off like, you know, someone that just came back from electroshock therapy. That's the dream, because it gets him out of his head. I mean, you hear, you see little glimpses of his head. Who would want to be in there 24 hours a day? I don't blame you. <laughs> is that fair to say, Fez? Very fair. <laughs> Ah, at least he admits it, though. That's the good part of it. But, but the reality is, I haven't seen more, or check that, I haven't seen Toronto play flat the whole year, meaning they are on a mission to defend the title. Imagine the great, would there be any story as big as this Toronto team wins it unexpectedly last year? They fight and play hard when their leader was gone or left, and they win another title. That would be one of the 10 great stories of the century, right, in sports? Oh, absolutely. It was not expected with with Kawhi that they were going to be able to win that title. That was a shock. For sure. So, to me, I have seen this team. It's almost like someone that wants to run a marathon. And, like, they, they were portly, and they said, a year from today, I'm running the marathon. You ever meet those types? It doesn't matter if it's raining, if they got to put a garbage bag on their head. <laughs> they run. Now, what they do after that marathon is very different. Feels like Toronto's not letting down no matter what. What do you think? Yeah, and I actually think this is more likely a Toronto side that I would bet if I were you, only because the fact that, the fact that Toronto doesn't let down, and this is after 
they got completely blown out just a couple of days ago by the Boston Celtics, and you could so argue, bounce back. You're yes, saying, and you could argue, oh. and you can argue that that was the only flat spot for the Raptors the entire season because it was an ugly loss. They lost by 22. It probably should have been 32 or 35 based on the late run that they made. So when you see that happen, you know they already picked up a win since then. They're going to want to gear up against the other top contender in the Eastern Conference, being the Milwaukee Bucks. You know what this could be? Fezzik and Van Vliet, that sordid history. <laughs> Maybe with Van Vliet out for the Raptors, in his heart he's saying they can't win without Freddie. They can't win without <laughs> Freddie. Now, I'm seeing this on our screen here. We're straight out of Vegas. I'm RJ Bell, Fox Sports Radio. Giannis has oral surgery. What's it? Like he flossed his teeth last night? What? Oral surgery? I think this is worse for you. Steve, go ahead. How, how are you going to find a, a safe dentist in the bubble? What I, is this? I don't have any idea. But what I think it is, is the other... Oh, by the way, this is fascinating. The Raptors odds. You were mentioning how it was you know, a surprise they won last year. Well, how much of a surprise it was for them to be even competitive. When Kawhi could have stayed with Toronto, the repeat odds were 10 to 1. Toronto 10 to 1 to win it. So one of the favorites, when he left, immediate downgrade to 85 to 1. So this team was 85 to 1 when you dismissed them. You probably said, ah, the calculations say not likely. You know, you might talk in that voice and then it sounds like a magic eight ball, like not likely. But the fact <laughs> is, 85 to 1 to what's your odds now? 13 to 1. That seems to be an improvement. Yeah, the number four choice now with Houston. <laughs> so, in my opinion, this team fights, and the Giannis thing's even worse, I think. Everybody knows he didn't need to get this surgery now. So, it's code, guys, day off today, right? Whereas if it was a smart. Hey, Giannis, you rest, baby. You've been working hard. Everyone else says we can pick up the slack. It's like an excused absence. Like when Jonas missed on Monday after his wedding, everybody said, that dude works so hard. He deserves that day even more than that. We all want to pick up the slack, right? He missed that day? I he was did. What are you trying to say? Like, it's not even important if he's here or not? <laughs> I, 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 I was there Monday after my wedding. I oh, was it, was the, it was the Friday before. Yes, okay. Yeah. yeah. I knew you missed one day, and it yeah. was like, how does a guy only miss? Like, that's a story <laughs> you'll tell in 20 years. You know how hard that dude worked? Yes. He missed one day for his wedding. And it was his first wedding. You know, the second, third weddings <laughs> yeah. are different. I mean, you don't know about that, Steve. But here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know. You probably won't get married again, right? <laughs> It's like it's like you're already projecting that the first marriage isn't going to go well. I do predict the future. I mean, two team on. parlay. <laughs> but that's funny. It's like here's the two team parlay: divorce, you're going to lose twenty pounds. Those, those, those are called correlated parlay. <laughs> All right, but back to the seriousness here for a second. Is to me, this feels like. Someone taking a day he doesn't deserve necessarily. They're making an excuse. It's code, guys. This is important. I love it. I love it. You don't like this bet. You want to up it, up it from a hundred? No, I don't want to up it. I already lost one bet on these bucks here in the bubble against you. I don't want to <laughs> lose big on the second. But one. all joking aside, I want to get inside Steve Fezzik's head for a second. Explain to me how the team. Who do you think has been the team that's had the least flat days this season? Phoenix. Phoenix since the bubble or the whole season? No, no. Sorry, in the Who bubble. Who has had the least? Toronto, I agree. And thus your handicap is they're going to be flat. Yes. Against a Milwaukee team that, as we said in the headlines, 
They're part of a twosome with the Lakers that are 3-8 and eight against the spread. That's the team that's going to make a statement the day Giannis decides to get his teeth flossed. With a game tomorrow also. With a game tomorrow. When he'd rather play against the Wizards? What does that even say? It's fear of these guys. You don't think Toronto smells that fear? Mm. I love this bet. All right, let's do this. Everything's breaking with college football. You know, I think we'll wait on the pre. Let's do a little kind of bubble recap. You know, actually, we got to get back to the college football. So we'll actually finish up the college football. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. If you were the Pelicans and the decision makers there, shouldn't you be saying, guys, we don't want to go into the offseason on this kind of streak? I mean, I was never a great basketball player, but I would never leave the gym on a missed shot, right? Why? How many games the Pelicans have left? Is it two or three? It's two. Two more. Are we really load managing for with, with him? I was going to have a, almost six months off, at, or you know, four months before the next season, even if it starts Christmas Day. So, which is not even certain yet. It shows you the same mentality that led to the debacle we've seen for the Pelicans is what's leading them to not say, you know, finish this season strong. They're the opposite of Toronto. Is he getting paid? (laughs) Is he getting paid for these games? I'm serious. Yeah. This is weird. I'll tell you this. I've been saying this for a long time. The disconnect between the average fan and the average player is so wide at this point. And we can all lament back in the day where the linemen for the Steelers had to work at a used car lot in the offseason. Because if you're that good at a sport that important, you should not have to work a second job. You also maybe should have, and I say maybe as in if it's warranted by the economics, generational wealth. I got no problem with that. But why is there a correlation between the more money these players are making and the less effort they seem to make to play? (laughs) Back in the day, they never miss a game and they hardly got paid. Now they're getting paid out to Wazoo and it's fair because it's a share of revenue. I love it for them. But why try? If you get 10 times as much, you shouldn't try 10 times as least. (laughs) Though I'm not saying it's that ratio, but I mean, think about it, Jonas. 10 years ago, would it have made sense that a guy just isn't playing the last two games? For no reason at all. No, it's it's very bizarre. I mean, look at Michael Jordan, his final year in the NBA. The Wizards weren't a good team. He played 82. Played all 82 games at an advanced age and on a bad basketball team. The, and he the, played 60 the year before, and he made a point to say, I'm go, I'm not going out that way. Yeah, it, it's just – it's the whole thing's weird. Now, I would love to know if Zion had his choice – what would, he, what would he want? It is his choice, Jonas, because he's the boss. Who has the most power? What Pelicans other than the owner? And when would the owner even stand up to him? If Zion said, is this or I'm, I commit to you, I will not resign here. What wouldn't the Pelicans do? Yeah, I, I just I don't know. It's the whole situation. Right? The handling of it is bizarre. Um, just the minutes. It's not bizarre. He, I mean, it's bizarre compared to normal. Uh, a normal ethos, a normal value system of saying playing hard matters, you know. But in today's age, it feels like it's more and more common that everyone's waiting for an excuse to not play hard. It used to be 
that that you play hard unless there's an exception to it. All right, let's not act like no one ever took it to game off. But in general, you play unless there's a reason. Now there needs to be a reason to play, it seems like. I don't recall guys missing games for potential root canals 10 years ago. And you could make the following case. All of this light effort from the Milwaukee's of the world, the Lakers, the Clippers, it makes sense in an 82-game season. Right? There's a limited amount of time left. There's a, there's a limited amount of days off might be the better way to say it. Here, the effort you make is going to help you because you've already had four-plus months off. And now it's about cohesion, about getting that team out of peak, uh, peak performance. I don't see how days off could be good right now. Right? You can't get fatigued not traveling after four months off playing every other day. You're not going to get fatigued. It's a great point with the no travel. So it's just the default is don't play hard or don't play at all unless there's some special reason. But they keep cashing the checks. All right. Let's do this. I'm making an audible, by the way. We're going we're gonna to go college football next, because I think there's a great argument on both sides of this. We're going to delay a day our pre- NFL preview, but here's what we'll do on Wednesday. We're doubling up. We'll do two teams, one tomorrow, two Wednesday. Audible today, college football next. And that's coming up next, but first straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone is America's number one battery destination. No matter what battery problems you're dealing with, you can find your battery solution at AutoZone. Next time you're having starting trouble, start at AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, R.J., we started the show with it. We will finish the show with it. The latest on college football, all sorts of rumors, meetings, sources, reports, people that want in, reports of coaches that want to play, other coaches that may not want to play. Uh, How do we stand in the eyes of Vegas? Well, the good news is if things go the way they seem like they may or likely will – Michigan won't lose Ohio State this year. <laughs> he smells. So, I mean, to me, something to celebrate yeah. if you're a Michigan fan. But <laughs> here's what I want to do. Who are the stakeholders? Now, what do stakeholders mean? It means who has something to gain and something to lose from this, and they put skin in the game. So they have a say. I think unequivocally, the players, they have skin in the game. They're skin literally in the game. I think that there's a great movie that's not as well known. It's pretty well known. Inside Man, Spike Lee, and it's about a bank robbery. Jodie Foster, Denzel. Have you seen this, Jonas? By any no, chance? I have not. No. Great movie. And the whole premise is, and this isn't really a spoiler, is there's a guy involved with the bank who had some involvement back with the Nazis way back in WW2, and he was hiding something about that. And the guy who was the bank robber said, there's certain truths that no matter what, they will finally emerge. They, will, they cannot be hidden. I don't think the unfairness, the disconnect between what the players have contributed to college football and college basketball, the revenue-generating sports, would they have 
contributed over the decades is so much more than what they've received. And there's a lot of really rotund school administrators eating a lot of shrimp buffets. They're putting the tinfoil in their soup pocket so they can take shrimp back to the hotel room types that have been feeding off of this. And it's funny, if you listen to the show regularly, you're thinking, RJ, sometimes he seems like he's super capitalist. Other times he seems like he... No, it's a false choice, this stuff. There's brilliant people on each side of the political equation for a reason. That there's a the, the subtlety it takes to see when one applies or when the other applies, it's not easy to put in any political party. Now, am I always right about where the subtlety falls? No. But to think one side or the other is always right is, to me, the foolish part. And unequivocally, these players have been taken advantage of. And I think comeuppance comes here. Because ultimately, the players are at such a disadvantage here that not only do they have to play for nothing. Now, again, you can talk scholarship and all that. And that's great for the non-revenue sports. That means the school's giving something away. Here, the kids net-net are giving something. Why should they be? I don't, when most of them aren't going to make anything, they're not going pro. Start a fund with that money instead of the shrimp dinners and, and give it for health care for former athletes, whatever. It, anything's better than these, uh, these vultures. I mean, not even vultures. They're like, what's a symbiotic like bloodsuckers? <laughs> like, they want those players not dead. Vultures pick at the dead. They want to keep these players alive. They replenish them with f- fresh blood every year. To, make, to eat their shrimp dinners. And then the sanctimony from the NCAA, ugh, it's, it, it really is as bad as anything. Anything. And I, to me, that's where the, the, the squares don't align because you can't really say these players should go out and NFL, it's a choice. You want to make $6 million and take a little additional risk? How do you give that equation? How do you even present that equation to a college kid where he's not getting anything in theory. And no one's going to take their scholarship away, so they're, they don't have to play for that. They, they, they would all, in theory, if it was just about the dollars, opt out because they're not getting paid anything effectively because their scholarship's safe regardless. That's the rules. So if these players, if you could say, hey, Trevor Lawrence is going to make X for playing this year, thus it's a valid choice. To me, that trumps all of this thoughts Jonas uh, I just I think they should play uh, I'm bummed out about it uh, I think they should play I think they're safer playing than being outside of their campus and, and being elsewhere and I think it's a shame that it's gotten to this point and that, it, that it's this divided with zero leadership from up top steering it in any positive direction Jonas you make a great point it's a very valid argument the players are safer if they play why is that because the theory is if they're on campus without playing they're not going to be as diligent as they would be within a team structure, girlfriends get a friend over kind of thing. And then finally, if they do go home and they have to go to school remotely, a lot of small towns, the health care there isn't good. And obviously the friends that didn't go to school anywhere, probably not as diligent about being safe. We'll pick this up tomorrow. Straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone is America's number one battery destination. No matter what battery problems you're dealing with, you can find your battery solution at AutoZone. Next time you're having starting trouble, start at AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. We are straight out of Vegas. Back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! 